Nazir Daflamid bit the last thing we we're discussing was a person who vowed to be a Nazir and he wasn't sure about his uh, the language of the Nazirut or not and he uh, drank wine uh, and then he went to the rabbi and the rabbi told him no you were a Nazir then he has to go back and count from the beginning uh, he has to count whatever days he messed up on that's the, the amount of days he has to uh, be a Nazir again and if the rabbi uh, told him, no, you're mutar, then if he had a, a, a animal separated for the korbanot, then he goes out free. Tzchodin Betilel wanted to prove it, uh, that Hekdesh Betaut, Hekdesh by mistake, is not Hekdesh, and Betsham, I want to prove from Maaser uh, that it is Hekdesh, and Betilel told him, no, over there, it's only Gzrata Katuv, it's totally different over there. And with that, we're going to start Lamed Bet Amud Aleph. First line by the Mishnah, Mani Matnitin, who's our Mishnah? Our Mishnah said that if a Nazir went against his Nazirut went to the rabbi, and we let him go right away. He does. We don't punish him. We don't add any days. That's Lora Biosiv, Lora Banan. It's like neither of them. The Tanya, we have a bright that says, Mishen Nadar Ve'avar on Nezirutah. If a person vowed to be a Nazir, he went against his Nezirut, he drank wine, and his Kakin law. We don't just let him bring his Korbanot. We don't let him just finish things off, move on. Elam Ken Mone Bahen Isur Kahemim Shenhag Bahen Eter. We're going to punish him. Tanakama or Rabanan over here hold. You have to find him. You got to punish him. You got to uh, let him do things based or make him not drink wine for a couple of days, whatever the amount of days that he drank wine. He has to not drink wine. And then, okay, you could bring your karbanot, or then you could get your hatara. If it's a big nezirut, then uh, just throw him uh, 30 days and that's it. Now, uh, the Chorah over here that Tanakama and Rabbi Yossi are saying, punish the guy, find him. In our Mishnah, it sounds like you don't find him. So now, uh, who is it like? I Rabbanan, if it's like Rabbanan, well, Kashian is Zirut Mu'ayt, you have to switch it to Merubah. If it's Rabbanan, then you have a problem with a big Nezirut. Because in our Mishnah, it sounds like that uh, even the days that he drank wine, he it's okay, just it passes, and just uh, let it count and let him move on, let him give him the Hatan, let him move on. And rabbis hold that even in the big Nezirut, he ha- the amount of days he drank wine, that's the amount of days he has to, uh, you have to punish him, Beisur. And it's ir- and if it's Iribiyosi, Iribiyosi, Kashen Nezirut, Merubah, if the switch it to Mu'ayitet, you have a problem with a small uh, uh, Nezirut, because from our Mishnah, you understand that even the days that he drank, wine counts part of the Nezirut and you let it go and you let them give the Korban and according to the BOC in a small Nezirut you gotta knock out everything and start all over again so the Gemara explains, you could say it's Rabbi Yossi, you could go either way, it could be like Rabbanan, it could be like Rabbi Yossi. You could say it's Rabbi Yossi, it's a large Nezirut, and therefore if a person just did 30 days, Beisur, he followed the rules for 30 days, then even if he drank wine for more than 30 days, we're just going to let it go. However, in the Braita, Khan bin Zirut Mu'aitet, or a person accepted upon himself exactly 30 days, and in all of them he drank wine, then okay, then he has to start all over again. You could also say it's Rabbanan. And you could say, not from the time when he became an Azir, like just the amount of time when he became an Azir. Rabbanan mean, we're not going to say that, oh, from whenever we began until now, even if there was days in between we was drinking wine and going against the Nazirut. No, we're just saying that those days that 
he didn't uh, he didn't follow the rules. He drank wine. So let's say for about seven, eight days he was drinking wine. Well, he has to do another seven, eight days be'isur. Tosfot explains that according to Rabbanan, you don't knock off everything and start all over again. It's just that uh, whatever amount of days you're missing, uh, just add it on to the end. Next, we learned the Mishnah, Inshallah, Hakamim Vehitiruhu. Um, if a person did atanadarim, hachamim okayed and uh, th- he had an animal set aside for the korban, we said let it go out graze regular. And Amar from Bet Shemai we understand that according to Bet Hillel, Lav Amre Bet Shemai didn't Bet Shemai say hekdesh b'taut hekdesh that hekdesh by mistake is hekdesh. And still, they hold if he separated an animal for his nezirut, and he's not. And then we found out that it, it was it was totally not nezirut. Then kevan diglaim el tad elav shapir nazar. Since we see that he's not a real nazir because he said it wrong, there it goes and grazes freely. The betilal nam you have to say also according to betilal afagav de amret mura betaot aviat mura. Even according to betilal, who say. A transfer of Dusha from one animal to the other. If you made a mistake, you, you wanted to do Shalami, but you end up saying Ola, it's Ola. That's where the, if, it's, if there's an original animal that is Kodesh. But when you knock out the original Hekdesh, like we're doing over here, that we're telling you that it's not even Nazir, then even if there was a Temura, Meaning, even if you transfer to Kedusha from one animal to the other, but if you knock out the original Egdesh, there is no, there's no Temura, there's no Egdesh, there's nothing. Next, we saw in the Mishnah Marmor, Bet Shammai tries to prove that Egdesh Betaut is Egdesh from Maaser. If a person called 9, 10, and 11 Maaser, it counts. And Itmar, the Gemara tells us, Maaser, when it comes to the Maaser of animals, Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman holds only if you did this by mistake. If you called number 9, 10, if you called 11, 10. If you did it by mistake, okay, then they're Kadosh, they're Asiri. But if you did it on purpose, no. His mistake, and all the more so, if he did it on purpose, then it's Kadosh, it's Asiri. So now, according to you, it's only if you made a mistake, but if you did it on purpose, it doesn't count. When Bet Shammai told Bet Hillel, When Bet Shammai told Bet Hillel, don't you admit that when a person says 9, 10, 11 is Kadosh, it is Kadosh, all three are Kadosh. And Bet Hillel were quiet. And right away, Tosfot and the Rosh point out that they weren't quiet. They proved that it was Exrata Katuv. But what Rabbi was trying to ask Rav Dachman is, they could have asked better. Lemru Lehon, Bet could have answered the Bet Shemai that you don't bring a proof of Maaser because Male Maaser, Sheken Eno Kadosh Bechavana. They should have said, yeah, but if you did it on purpose, it's not Kadosh. Meaning there's different rules for Maaser than any other thing. So Amar of Shemi Bar Asher, Rav Asher Bar Asher explains, The reason Bet didn't use that answer is because Bet Shammai could have responded with a Kalva Homer and they could have said, Oh, Kadosh Maaser, if you don't, uh, if you don't have Kavana, it's Kadosh, Kadosh Betaut. And it's Kadosh if you did it by mistake. Well, Hekdesh, Kadosh Bechavana, Hekdesh, 
when you do it on purpose, it is kadosh. Look, all shaken. All the more so, it should it should be considered kadosh when you did it by mistake. So that's why Bet Hillel didn't want to bring up that other uh, maaser is not kadosh bechavana because there's a bitch I would have thrown them a kalvachomer. And the Rav Shimi ends off It's not. It's not true. You can't bring that from a kavahomer because the hekdesh bedata de maretale. When it comes to hekdesh, it all depends on a person's thought, his kavana, his intent, and therefore you can't compare it to maaser. The reason maaser works by mistake is because it depends on what he said, and that's exerata katuv, and you can't learn kavahomer one from the other. Next. The Mishnah says, Misha Nadar ben Azir, a person vowed to be an Azir, and when he, his thinking was he was going to bring his korbanot, and he finished his Nazirut, uh, and he went to go get his animal, and it was stolen. So now he doesn't want to go buy another animal, he can't afford it for whatever reason, and he goes to the rabbi, he wants to do Hatar Nedarim. If he accepted his nazir root before it was stolen, well, how is a nazir? Too bad, you're a nazir. Because otherwise it's opening up with nolad, something that hasn't been in the world. At the time when he made the vow, the animal wasn't stolen, it was available. So therefore a hacham could not allow something like that. But if he vowed after the, uh, the animal was stolen... Then, in Onazir, he is not Nazir, then we could uh, knock out the entire thing retroactively. This is Nahuma uh, Madi's mistake. He thought that a Hacham is allowed to do a Hatan Darim for something that happened with the whole vow after the Nazirut was already accepted. When Nizirim came up with their korbanot from the exile, and they saw there's no Beit HaMikdash, Nahumamadi told them, If you would have known that the Beit HaMikdash one day was going to be destroyed, would you have vowed? They told him no. Nahumamadi allowed them. Even though the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed after they accepted upon themselves the nezirut, when it came to Hakamim, Amru anyone who vowed before the Beit Hamikdash, he's a nazir, and anyone who made a vow to become a nazir, afterwards he accepted, no nazir, he's not a nazir. And the Gemara tells us a story: Amar Washed them away, meaning they beat Rabbi Le'ezer from his sfar, from his logic. He originally thought that you're allowed to open up with nolad, something that happened after the the vow was made. And he ended up agreeing to hachamim that you don't open up with nolad. Rabbi Le'ezer said you're allowed to open up hatanidarim with uh, discussing something that happened after the vow was made. Hachamim said it's asur. Now, Rabbi Eliezer was one of Rabbi Hanan ben Zakai's students, and Rabbi Hanan ben Zakai uh, was around during the time of the Horbana Bait, and he passed away afterwards. And uh, and Rabbi Eliezer was one of the students who carried out his body. And uh, you see, Hachamim over here, who were after the Vetam was destroyed, they argued on the Hom Hamadi, 
And the fact that Rabbi Le'ezah didn't pipe up and say anything, obviously he held like the Hachamim, so he changed his mind. Even the Hachamim said, we don't open up with the Nolad, something happened after the, the vow was made. We do open up with something that is contingent on Nolad, something that's, uh, that happened after the vow. Hechidami, uh, what exactly is this Tanai Nolad, something contingent on Nolad? So the Gemara says, like the story with the Nazirim uh, during the Beit HaMikdash uh, time in the Mishnah, Amre uh, Lehon, we tell the Nazirim, Ilu Lechon Mikdash. If someone would have came to you and said that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed, Mihavan Nadritun, would you have vowed? If they said no, we wouldn't have vowed. So something like that we could accept as a good excuse and we could do Hatar and Darim, meaning they're not. They're, they're not uh, trying to get Hatan Darim because the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed. It's because if someone would have came because of that advice, they would have changed their minds. Now that we could uh, accept and we'll do Hatan Darim. And Amar of Yosef, Rav Yosef said, If I was there, I would have told those Nezirim that you should not have vowed. Because the Pasuk says, Haktiv, Hechal Hashem, Hechal Hashem, Hechal Hashem, Hema. This is the first and second Beit HaMikdash. Shemiyah was telling the people that, hey, the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed. And they said, listen, if it's destroyed, Hashem will build us another one. And if the second one is destroyed, the third one will be built. You see that people were notified that the Beit HaMikdash could be destroyed and they didn't care. And they should have believed Yirmiya. Same thing over here. They should have considered the possibility that the Beit Hamikdash was going to be destroyed and don't uh, and don't vow. And that's how we would have allowed them. But the Gemara says no, because Okay, they knew that the Beit Hamikdash was going to be destroyed. Did they know when? Meaning, they didn't have to listen and not vow. So, they didn't know when the Beit Hamikdash was going to be destroyed. But it said. Seventy sevens, meaning four hundred ninety years. Seventy times seven, four hundred ninety years after seventy shemitot. That's when the Beit Hamikdash was going to be destroyed. So you should have known when it was going to be destroyed. Did you know exactly which day, the beginning of the year, end of the year, that year? Nobody knew anything. So they, they didn't know. They figured that we could vow and finish it before the Beit HaMikdash was going to be destroyed. So they couldn't use all this to open up Hatarat uh, Nedarim. And because the next uh, the next uh, daf is very short and uh, this Mishnah connects all the way to Lamed Dalet Amud Aleph. So we're going to stop right here, do it all once tomorrow. We'll stop. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen Amen.